0: All right, we are in a series uh, called Because of Who You Are, looking at uh, six compound names of God that are given in the Old Testament. Today we're going to be looking at Judges 6, to 24, as Cindy just read for you, and also we are, um, um, uh, well, we're looking at the, the term Jehovah Shalom, Shalom is the Hebrew word, Jehovah Shalom. Um, we're looking at these names, these compound names of God, because they help us to understand who he is. That's why the series is called Because of Who You Are. When we know uh, in, in the biblical sense, a name conveys the person's character and essence, not just you know something to differentiate them from their siblings, but uh, a name indicates something about who they are. And so far we've looked at Jehovah Jireh, which is the Lord, our provider. Then last week we looked at Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. This week, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Next week, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. And then Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, our shepherd. And then finally, Jehovah Tzedkenu, which is the Lord, our righteousness. Uh, as I said, these names describe God's character, his essence, who he really is. And knowing more of God's character, knowing more of his essence, helps us to know God more deeply. And as we know God more deeply, then we will worship him more deeply, because we worship him because of who he is. Not because of what he does, but because of who he is. A slight uh, twist, isn't it? We like to thank God for what he does, but we praise God, we worship God for who he is. The word shalom is a Hebrew word, and it means more than just the absence of war or strife. It's usually translated peace, but it it has a much deeper meaning. It means completeness and wholeness and well-being and welfare as well as peace. It it conveys a time and a place and a condition uh, that features love and righteousness, calmness and political and moral uprightness something that we need desperately in our world today, don't we? The root of the word shalom means completion and fulfillment or entering into a state of wholeness and unity, a restored relationship. Again, something we desperately need, especially in this country now that is so divided uh, politically and culturally, uh, we need this this shalom. Used today, it's often used in much the same way as the Hawaiian word aloha is used to uh, be a a general greeting and a farewell, both at the same time. Aloha means hello and goodbye. Shalom can also be used in that way. And like I said, in English it's usually translated peace, but uh, this is an instance where the English language just doesn't give it uh, all of its due. The word shalom is wholeness, it's salvation, it's walking with God in a perfect relationship. That's what Shalom conveys. And when you talk about Jehovah Shalom, remember Jehovah is the uh, personal name of God. It, it is Hebrew for I am, I will be, or I was, all wrapped up into one. It's usually and uh, probably better translated Yahweh, uh, but uh, the traditional translation from the King James Bible is Jehovah. So we're using that as, uh, as our series title. Today is Jehovah Shalom, literally the Lord is peace. That's what it means. Gideon was called by God to a very impossible task, as you recall in the reading that Cindy gave us just a little bit ago from Judges. Uh, What God called him to was beyond his ability, but you know nothing is impossible for God. In the midst of it, Gideon is anxious, and so the Lord says to him, be at peace. Be at peace in the midst of your anxiety, in the midst of your uh, not knowing how you're going to accomplish Uh, the task before you. So Gideon named the rock, which he turned into an altar, he named that rock Jehovah Shalom because he understood that God himself is the source of peace, both spiritually and uh, physically, in our hearts and in the world. But more than just the source of peace, the Lord is peace. Ephesians 2.14 says this about Jesus, for he is our peace In his flesh, he has made both groups into one and has broken down the dividing wall, that is, the hostility between us. Oh, do we need that today. Jesus is referred to also as the Prince of Peace in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It says, For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The Lord is peace is kind of like saying the Lord is love from 1 John 4, 8, where it says, whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. So when we say God is peace, it's like that. God is love. So if we want to have peace, we need to have God, right? Right? we want to have peace, we need to have God. I remember the old bumper sticker that said, no God, no peace. It said it twice, but the first time, no was spelled N-O, so no God, no peace. But the second time, it was spelled K-N-O-W, no God, no peace. That's what we're talking about today. So to seek peace, we need to seek God. That's something that the world doesn't understand. In fact, the world rejects, but we know that to be the case. If you need, if you want to seek peace, you need to seek God. So how do we do that? How do we seek God? Many of you may have learned a song at church camp while you were growing up called Dona Nobis Pacem. It's in our hymnal, number uh, 376. It's uh, usually sung as a round around the campfire. Like, Dona Nobis Pacem Pacem. And it means grant us peace. That's what it means. It's a wonderful little a little song. The truth is that God doesn't grant peace, though, just to certain people who say the right words or do the right things or go to the right church camp. (laughs) God doesn't grant peace just to those who say the right things or do the right things. God, who is our peace, grants peace to those who seek him. Not just those who say the right words or do the right things, but God gives peace to those who seek him. Psalm 85 verse 8 says this, let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. How do we seek God? Well, first we have to want to. We have to want to seek God. Lots of folks would rather have their lives of chaos, which is familiar to them, uh, nevertheless, They would prefer that over the peace of God, which would be strange and new and different and unknown. Uh, So sometimes people prefer the chaos over the peace of God. So you have to really want the peace of God, really want it. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, When you search for me, you will find me, if you seek me with all your heart. So seeking God with all of our heart means really putting it all on the line. Going for it, 100%, 110%. Not just going to church one day a week or saying a, 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 you know, a prayer quickly off the top of your head at mealtime or uh, some other time, Lord, help me get to work on time, those of you who used to work, <laughs> or, or, or what have you. It means seeking God full time, 100%. You have to work at it. In prayer, you have to have more than just a little prayer now and then. You need to really double down on prayer. Scripture, you seek God through Scripture because we need to be hungry for the bread of life, not just uh, learning lessons about how to make our lives better, but seeking God, truly seeking Him through the Scriptures. We need to seek God through worship, both corporate worship like we're doing now, and private worship like I hope you do every day uh, as a time of of quiet prayerful reflection on the scripture and prayer to the Lord, uh, seeking his face uh, every day. We need to seek God, the peace of God, through uh, spiritual readings, both the classics and modern uh, books and and articles that uh, help us to grow in our understanding and appreciation for God and his uh, creation. And we need to seek God through engaged ministry and mission, not just giving money, but do give money, (laughs) but not just that, getting our hands dirty, getting involved, hands-on ministry, like teaching a Sunday school class or a preschool board or uh, working with Rick on Acorns to Oaks, uh, like welcome home here at the Fount when we're able to do that again. actively involved in uh, serving people uh, with with the love of God. And we need to seek God through accountable discipleship with other seekers, others who are seeking after God. And we here at The Fount have uh, small groups that are available for that very purpose. Life groups of groups of up to 12 people who hold each other accountable every week to their spiritual growth and spiritual life and a new group called discipleship groups um, modeled after the wesleyan band meetings we're starting them right now and there that goes deeper it it the first question that's asked at a at a discipleship group is uh, what sins have you committed in this past week and how has god delivered you from them uh, these are these are things that aren't for the the weak minded <laughs> aren't for the bashful they're for ones that uh, t- truly want to grow in their spiritual life and this has been Uh, a system of discipleship that uh, Wesleyans and Methodists have had and used throughout the ages. Now, you can't seek God on your own. You can't seek him just by yourself. Obviously, there is some alone time that you spend, but we need each other uh, at some point. We need each other, and we need the Holy Spirit if we're truly going to seek God and grow in grace. We must be intentional about discipleship. We can't be passive about it. We can't be casual about it. We must be intentional about growing in our following of Jesus. That's what discipleship means. If we really want to know God, we really want to know his peace, we need to be serious and intentional about our discipleship. Philippians 4 verse 7 says this, and I'll close with it, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, that's something we all want, whether we recognize it or not. That's something we all want—the peace of God. It passes all understanding. Next week, we're going to be looking at because of who you are, Jehovah Rapha, which is the Lord our healer. And I want you to read Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 through 26, in preparation for our message next week. Exodus 15, 22 through 26. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer.